And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is Tyler. Tyler, why are you getting off a giant cat bus right now? What am I looking at here? Hey man, uh, bus fare is not very kind lately, so you gotta get around somehow. I guess so. I don't know if I had a bad acid trip or I'm just imagining things, but let's go with bad acid trip because that's funnier. Um, <laughs> we are Atomic Shot. We are a weekly... Cinema oh, Shot. Cinema Shot. Sorry. Sorry. My brain's all wired. Wrong. So we, this is Cinema Shot. We're reviewing movies. Uh, we are currently in the in the vein of, of reviewing all the Studio Ghibli movies and... Last week's vein, uh, um, um, Grave of the Fireflies, um, was a bit, was a lot, um, and, uh, now we're going for something somewhat more hopeful. Yes, definitely more hopeful, okay? It definitely deceives you, but it's more hopeful. And this is possibly, uh, a lot of people's first Studio Ghibli movie, if not one of their most favorites, and having seen it now, I can see why. Uh, today we are watching My Neighbor Totoro, um, or I think it's called Hepper no, Tonari no Totoro, um, which is basically the same thing. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and break it down. Um, or Japanese, uh, I guess Hepburn, I don't know what Hepburn is. Uh, uh, Roman, oh, it's, is, that, is that Romanji? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's Romanji. I've never heard it referred to before. before. Okay. Like the like basically Englishifying it, I guess. Um, so my neighbor Totoro, uh, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, written by Hayao Miyazaki, produced by Toru Hara. Uh, it, this was released on April sixteenth, nineteen eighty eight, with a runtime eighty six minutes, the shortest Ghibli movie so far. Uh, no, uh, no budget, but at a box office of forty one million dollars, um, and that was as of September twenty nineteen. Um, and apparently, it generated two hundred seventy seven million dollars. From home video sales and almost over a billion dollars in licensed merch, um, so a little over almost a one and a half billion dollars in revenue alone. Um, Damn. Yeah, this also filmed. Uh, it's one of it, it made Empire's Magazine's 100 Best Films of World Cinema. Um, it's one of the highest ranking anime movies back in 2012. So this is definitely critically acclaimed and. Grant, we've been over like what studio games you haven't seen, but what you you have we have seen this gigantic cat thing before. Yeah, we've all seen the image of uh, the giant cat holding the umbrella at the bus stop, standing next to the little girl, and we don't never really had the full context, but we we recognize it. We've all seen this. Yeah, and uh the totoro character is so recognizable that he's pretty much the mascot of studio ghibli and you will see his mug at the beginning of every one of these films yeah i mean when you make 1.5 billion dollars off merch you bet you believe we're gonna put you as the face of the company um and so now this is their uh fourth film no third fourth film uh uh, 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 technically the third Um, oh because this was supposed wasn't... to come out after Castle in the Sky, but it came out in tandem with Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, that's a one-two punch. You're never gonna get back. Um, okay, but yeah, uh, in for us, it's their fourth film uh, in terms of chronology. Official-wise, you can say otherwise. Um, so I believe we watched it. T- yeah, okay. So uh, now it's time to read up our cast. 
Sakusuki Kusakabe, played by Dakota Fanning. Mei Kusakabe, played by uh, her sister Elle Fanning. Uh, Tatsuo Kusakabe, played by Tim Daly. I knew I recognized him! Um, Yasuko Kusakabe, played by uh, Leah Salong. Um, Totoro, played by Frank Welker, because of course it's Frank Welker. Kanata Oga, played by Paul Butcher. And Granny is played by Pat Carroll. Um, rest in peace. Or may she rest in peace, yes. The Cat Buzz is also played by Frank Welker. Uh, Michiko is played by Ashley Rose Orr. Uh, Mrs. R. Uh, Ogaki, Kanata's mother, is played by uh, Kath Susi. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Um... Uh, Mr. Uh, Mrs. O, uh, uh, I think, uh, okay. Mr. Ogaki is played by David Midthunder, and the old farmer is played by uh, Rende. Uh, Miss Hara, the, t- the teacher, is played by Tress McNeil. Uh, she's uncredited for some reason. Uh, Kanazan, played by Rusty Taylor. Otoko is played by Matt Adler. Ryoko, Bridget Hoffman. The Busted is Kate, and once again, Kate Susie. Alright, so this is a lot of, I, I need to go through and like make sure just to read the important characters. It lists everybody who has a speaking role. Okay, so um, we've seen Nausicaa great and 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 uh, Castle in the Sky, uh, very big adventure movies. You know, it had like had a world alien to it, and Grave of the Fireflies was more of a real, like not realistic, but set in the real world. This is definitely more on the edge of Grave of the Fireflies in the sense that we're not on some high epic adventure this time around. Yeah, this is more of a laid-back kind of film compared to everything else we've seen so far. And I think it's a breath of fresh air, in all honesty. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, just like it's like watching a Marvel movie marathon. One thing I learned when doing that for Infinity War is that, like, oh, God, they're saving... Like, it just gets that exhausting. That was a bad idea. There's, it just gets exhausting after a while. Um, you know, and then when you get, like, Ant-Man, it's like, oh, okay, something in more scholar scale. Thank God. Um, but this story falls around two sisters and their dad, so uh, Satsuki, Mei, and Tatsuo, as they are seemingly moving to the countryside for, at the time, is un- uh, unknown reasons, presumably just to have a better life. No mom in the picture, so I immediately went, oh no. Um, get back to that later. And they are living in the countryside. And as they're living in the countryside, as ones as kids do, kids explore, kids play, uh, little the little one, uh, Mei ends up going off on her own and stumbles into the den of what she, he, his name would be Totoro. And the only reason she calls him Totoro is because he makes, like, the sound. Like, he says, Totoro. Uh, I can't do Frank Boko justice. And it's pretty much uh, them living with Totoro. Uh, and then you have the side plot of the movie, which is the fact that their mother is unfortunately sick. Um, which I immediately got, you know, I'm like, oh, please don't do this to me. I can't handle this this early in the morning. Um, but for the most part, and, and it's pretty much balancing uh, child wonder with real world consequence or with real world actions, if I could say it any shorter. I never thought that there would be like a conflict in a movie like this, but they actually do a pretty good job of balancing out the real stuff with the more whimsical um material right um i do so let's just go ahead and get into it i do that that opening moments of the movie when they're moving to that new house and like you know like i, I keep telling talking to thomas about this uh about like if i if i ever get lucky enough to retire 
I would love to retire to something like out akin to the country where like you're uninterrupted by everything. It's just you. Um, this is like that, and I love the 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 amount of energy and spirit that those girls had when they were just running around that house. I uh, just feel it just made me smile so much. Yeah, it takes you back to um, when you were a kid, and um, you just have a sense of uh, wonderment for everything new around you. Exactly. Um, in in like exploring everything, and 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 you know finding finding like going into the attic for the first time, and it's a little scary. Um, like like this is definitely like I I don't know I've never I, ha- I haven't read any quotes on like what they were thinking, but like. If their goal was to like capture that that fun like when when especially when children move because children make a big deal out of everything, um, that sense of wonder when moving to a new house for the first time is something that an adult would be like, Oh, we're moving again, but like kids is just like, Whoa, look at this, look at this and uh I I loved it, man. It really remi- it reminded me like when I moved to like back from out out of the city and into into like the sub what would be known what would become the suburbs. Yeah, someone who's moved at least four times in the past six years, um, I definitely miss the feeling of um, exploring new things with a sense of bewilderment. Now it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. For me, I try to hit, I try to hung that for a long as a time because I would take random buses just out to the outskirts of the city. Like, whoa, what's over here? And I have done it recently. I'm like. Uh, I've been here already. It's sort of risk it. I want to go home now. <laughs> um, so it was it was nice. So the strength of this movie relies on the two sisters, Sasuke and May, and I I love their relationship one hundred percent. For sure, um, they definitely feel like real siblings, and it also helps that in the Disney English sub, at least, they are portrayed by real sisters. Yeah, Dakota Fanning, who I think at this time when this movie was dubbed. In 05, like, she was, like, the new rising, like, young child actor. Um, like, she was in everything, if you look back in that point. Um, but, yeah, I love, like, obviously, you, when, when it comes to your sibling, your camaraderie is going to be, like, one-to-one for the most part. Unless you ha- unless you don't have the healthy relationship with your sibling, which it's some case, unfortunately, true in some cases. Um, but, like, it's true. Like, they would, they would, yeah, they would, they would, they would laugh together. You know, the older uh, Satsuki would would encourage the young one, but they also fight. They also argue. And I thought it was those little increments that, that made that relationship feel authentic. Yeah. It feels natural for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, and like, I guess Satsuki, uh, Satsuki's whole thing in this movie is that she has to be the mom character because unfortunately her mom, is sick and i've never had to do that because my mother was never never sick um growing up thankfully but um i can sympathize with that for sure and 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 she definitely held it to i think they portrayed like you know that the typical the older sibling has to hold the most water yeah it's kind it's not as uh, brutal as grave of the fireflies but it's definitely similar in that respect it's more subtle in context like you have to pay attention to it like like when the fact that she's making uh, the day meals and like that one, like I think the first morning they're staying there and she has the the, the, the tempura on the grill on the outside while May's trying to not burn it. 
and she has she made May a, bo- a, lox- a box lunch, even though she didn't have to, but she did anyways, uh, while trying to eat her food to get to school on time. You know, it's just like that that like like that poor girl. Like, and the only reason she does this is because her her dad's kind of aloof. Yeah, he is kind of uh, the dopey dad. Yeah, but like in all the best ways, because like he obviously cares for his kids, and he wants his kids to have a better life. And I, I wasn't sure, like I remember, like I've never seen this movie before, but I love the fact that like in some movies, especially in Western movies, whenever the kid encounters something fantastical, the parents usually dismiss it. Oh, you're lying. Oh, you're doing this. But I love that that the second. May describes Totoro to him. He's like, oh, you must have met one of the animals, the, 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 the forest spirits, and you were lucky to see them. And it just, that sense of acceptance that some, like, like the kid is not lying. The kid is obviously telling, is, is like, kid, you can tell when a kid's lying. And, and you can tell when a kid is telling the truth, you know? For sure. Um, so he doesn't get much to do, but... Like, he's like that little cherry on top in a scene to, like, just make it that much more wholesome in, in any given moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're, they're, like, he does disappear for quite a lot. But, um, I think it's because, like, by the way, Tim Daly voiced Superman. So, um, I think he was voicing Superman by this point. So, like, I was like, why? This guy's voice just feels... Like, calming. Like, everything's gonna be okay. I'm like, no shit, he voiced Superman. Of course everything's gonna that be okay. That explains it. That explains it all. Um, so not the biggest performance by Tim Daly, but, like, if you're like, we need somebody to be calm and assuring and strong for these girls. Let's get Superman. Let's do it. Um, yeah. And so, in addition to Satsuki, May. May, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but, like, she's the baby. She is, like, what, maybe four years old? Maybe five? Yeah. You know, she she's a young one. Um, but, like, she has that infectious cuteness that all little, little, that baby, that, like, young kids have that you can't help but just cheer on. Yeah, for sure. I definitely get that vibe. Um... And I I love I think there's one moment because I actually thought it was bad. <laughs> this movie almost gave me PTSD. I swear to God, when she shows up to Satsuki's school and she's crying, I'm like, oh no, did the mom die? And like, no, like basically she didn't want to be separated from her sister. And instead of just sending her home with the granny, um, Satsuki just sits in class with them, which that would never happen in American schools at all. No, it wouldn't. No, they would just say, get your ass home. Stay where you belong. You do not belong in school, and then and then Satsuki would have been punished for having her sister show up. Um, and it, it is, uh, but I, I do I do like her, and I do like that. I and it all starts in the conversation that the granny that they meet, who is unintentional, like she's so sweet, she is extremely sweet. Um, for sure, tells her about like those those dust sprites. How she used to see them when they're younger, and as the older people get, you lose that sense of of touch. And in fact, that's that's what you could say is like the core, the like the overall theme of this movie is the magic of childhood. Yeah, I would say that. Like, there's we don't know when it happens, and it's it's not like it's a new trope, um, you know, or anything like that. But that idea that at some point in a child's life. 
they they lose that magic for whatever reason, and then everything becomes more real and realistic. It could, and it sometimes it's it's personal, a tragic outcome. Sometimes it's just naturally growing up, and you're just not a kid anymore, so you can't think that way anymore. But I loved how visually they showed that you no know, kids can see things that adults just can't or can't anymore like they used to. Yeah, it's definitely a reassuring message of um, that uh, you should never really let go of your uh, sense of wonder, I guess. Right, um, your inner child, you know, like, like you know, obviously don't be like, act like an actual kid, but just like, like, you know, some people will go to the Grand Canyon and will just be like, huh. But some people, and I probably will do this if I ever go to the Grand Canyon, I'll just go... Oh my god, holy shit, look, this is amazing, you know, that kind of sense, no matter how old you are. Um, and, and, and I think that message, and especially, uh, is carried on when they meet Totoro. Um, I felt a little sad for them when they had to wait in the rain that entire time for that. To be fair, they didn't have to, but May didn't wanted to wait to see her dad, which I understand that part. But, um... I lo- I don't, dude. I don't know if I could have handled a giant cat bus with God. How many legs did it have? Like fourteen legs. I think it had at least a dozen. That thing is an eldritch horror waiting to happen. I'm sorry, it just is. But it's so whimsical, though. It, it is, but like when you when listen, it's borderline terrifying. If if you were having, if you were high and that thing came and you saw that, well, you probably wouldn't see it if you were high, but. If you were ha- if like I don't okay, am I high or am I hallucinating? What's going on right now? I have no idea. Um, but holy shit, <laughs> I I love that whole moment because it was it was just the right amount of surrealism that the movie needed. Yeah, for sure. It it starts out real enough with the kids uh, waiting in the rain for their dad to come. Then all of a sudden, a giant cat just comes out of nowhere and summons the giant cat bus and just leaves it just it just goes and let's talk about okay so totoro the movie is called my neighbor totoro but he's not or it rather it's not the main character he's more like how would you describe totoro in this like like just like um like what would you say fits totoro the most um let's see it says here I would say he's probably more of a tertiotagonist, I guess. Yeah. Like he's not really a main character in the traditional sense of the word, but he's important enough that that he actually does um, carry the movie in the moments that he does show up. Right. Which isn't very much, by the way. No. Um, like, like, he's almost like an odd goofball guardian angel for the girls. Like, I mean, he's, he's called a forest spirit by the dad, but we don't really know that. But, like, he takes, like, obviously, I mean, he's the one who summons the cat bus to take the girls to the hospital so they can give corn to their mom, um, to have for feel better. And, you know, and at that, and after all hope was lost, when, when May is missing, Satsuki is running all over the county looking for her and can't find her. Um, you know, like that that moment, because at that point, that's the darkest point of the film, which we'll talk about that in a moment. But 
he's kind of just he just exists. He he doesn't really. It's not about him, even though it's the movie's called uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, he's definitely um, the big fluffy plot device for sure. Oh, oh, for sure. Um, and uh, and I, I love it. Like you could easily overdo it. They could have had him be talking or whimsical, but I kind of love that he was just this loud creature with a huge, huge mouth that just made weird noises. Every now and then, it was just... That grimace is ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Uh, Tyler has a gif of it looking at me right now, and it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. It was... Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect with Totoro. Like, I thought he would talk. I'd like, no, he just doesn't. He's just... He is... He's, he's like, just part of that... Like, he is that... As far as I know, uh, Totoro is that tree. Um... You know, as as far as I'm aware, I take it that he's pretty much um, the guardian of nature. I guess that just happens to live next to the shitty house that uh, the family moved in. I I would imagine so. Yeah, um, like 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 you know, he he watches over it, and then he hasn't. He's been sleeping for so long because nobody's lived there for so long. Which, by the way, God, I would love a, hu- a tree that huge in my yard, like. That was glorious to see. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven over here. Yeah the 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 world the world tree for sure. Um, Resume Chronicles two. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, like this is such a wonderfully and I don't want to when I say this next word it's not to be insulting but a wonderfully simple simple movie um, that had a lot of heart to it. Yeah, it's definitely a good feel-good movie that you don't need a lot of brain cells to enjoy. I think so, for sure. Um, uh, I do like that realistic moment where the the like that like back then okay back then they you know they had telegrams and they get the telegram saying that their mom has has the flu and it and on when you read that it sounds it's like when you get a text message it sounds worse than when you actually hear it. Um, which cause in the, ends up causing the conflict where you actually see Mei and Satsuki fight. Where Mei, she's five years old, like she knows her mom is sick, but at the end of the day, she just wants her mom back. She doesn't understand, you know, doctors and stuff like that. So, like, at least fully wrap her head around it. So, the fact that I, I, I like, I, I enjoyed, you know, she's just gonna act like she normally acts in. I understand the frustration that Satsuki had, you know, that like May just can't understand that their mom can't come home yet. Um, and I enjoyed that, uh, that it, I didn't enjoy it, but I was surprised that it led on to a full out fight where May effectively ran away. Yeah, that's definitely one of the more shocking parts of, um, an otherwise wholesome film. Yeah. Um, for sure. And like that, that sense of tension, um, when, as, as Satsuki is running across the, 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 I guess I want to say County, I don't know how big it is, but the County as looking for her sister, like that was harrowing because you, you never cut, you never know what happens to May. You have no idea. So unlike some movies where like they might intercut with like seeing the kid or something, you don't even know if she's with Totoro because that's where my well maybe she's with Totoro, um, but 
like I I like that we didn't know what happened to her just as much as as anybody everybody else did. Yeah, we have just as much information as the characters do, and that's refreshing um, when um, you have as much information because it it doesn't treat you like an idiot in that sense. Exactly, you know, and and God, I think I felt more tension here than I did in. Um... In, in like uh, like uh, not maybe more but as much as like the, say the ending of Nausicaa or even Castle in the Sky like it just it maybe it's because this was more tangible um, versus uh, verse, versus um, as tangible as you can get in the Ghibli movie at the very c- least correct very very much so very very much so um okay I, anything else that we felt to cover Tyler um, I believe that's just about everything. Okay. Alright, well I think that about does it for My Neighbor Totoro. You know, it's not the deepest Ghibli movie. It has a simple message, which, considering it, what it was paired with, thank goodness, I was just worried the mom was going to be, like, in a critical condition. She's not! She's perfectly fine. Uh, she just is... Just a cold. She's just, literally just a cold. She'll be fine tomorrow! Ex- exactly. I'm just, I'm just going to um, put in Ina saying tomorrow in the post-edit. Tomorrow! Um, okay, so let's go ahead and wrap it up and get out of here. Tyler, where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at HeyItStatsHigh. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home with Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. Uh, the new one is starting up production. Um... Stay, stay tuned to my Twitter and anything else that I may be on for any future updates. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy and you can catch me live four times a week at Twitter TV slash Iggy2814 and stream me, uh, where I stream live four times a week, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And of course, um, and of course, uh, go to charger.com. For this uh, episode, as well as our, our flagship show, The Charger Gamescast, and the wrestling show, which is now back between me and Thomas. Um, we will uh, see you. Uh, let's see. What are we watching next week? I, I have no idea uh, what we are Shit, watching. I didn't even look it up. Uh, I, I have too focused on this one. Yeah. Uh, next week, we will. Oh, wow. Next week, we're coming to you with a personal favorite of mine. Not the first given movie I ever saw, but definitely a personal one. We're coming to you with Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, Ooh, that one. Yeah, I have, it's been so... It was the summer of 2005 when I first saw it, so it's fitting that I'm seeing this in the summer. I've only seen this in uh, VHS previews of older Disney films, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of curious what this one is all about. Yeah, I'm, me t- I remember it. I can, I probably, it's probably going to hit me like a, like a flood when I watch it next week, but um, I'm really excited. Okay. Well, I think that does it here. Uh, we're Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week for Kiki's Delivery Service. Until next time, guys, dream on. Um, gotta go catch the bus. Meow. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.